بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم ربنا زدنا علما Dear brothers, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Continuing this blessed verse, insha'Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our good deeds. We're starting tonight, insha'Allah, the fourth chapter on this case. The fourth, fifth, should be fifth chapter, sorry. Which is about calling to la ilaha illallah. Before we discuss the case of La ilaha illallah, we said that La ilaha illallah is the confession or the letter that every messenger of Allah has conveyed to his people. As Allah told us in his holy book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا قَبْلَكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَاهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ So every messenger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to his people, that includes Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who was sent to everybody was told by Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala in his holy book to call his people to la ilaha illallah because all of these messengers are called Muslims every messenger who was sent by Allah is a Muslim in the meaning of Islam which is really to submit to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala while the Sharia or the law or the legislation is diverse what was haram in the Sharia of Musa was, uh, became halal in Sharia of Isa what was squeezed in Sharia of Isa was allowed in Sharia of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and so on but in the case or the side of the creed they are the same what was descended to Nuh or Ibrahim alayhi salam or Isa or Musa or Muhammad sallallahu about Allah about Jannah, about Nar, about Qadr, all of these things are the same. Only the difference inside of the law, which is haram and halal cases. So this word really, or this confession, La ilaha illallah, is a big case. First of all, it's the first pillar of Islam. And no one will be counted as a Muslim unless he say it, believes in it, and say it, and live with it work with it do the actions of it otherwise he's not counted to be a Muslim Monotheism Kitab al-Tawheed the book of Monotheism and La ilaha illallah is the head of Monotheism so although we have discussed this before in previous verse but a year ago or more still we need really to re-remind our brothers, our sultan, our brothers about what is this word? What does it mean when we say La ilaha illallah? What is the correct meaning of it? What's the wrong meaning of it? Actually, it's not the ignorant Muslims. Some of the Islamic scholars, they misunderstood the correct meaning of La ilaha illallah. Although they were Arabs. Subhanallah. So when you come to La ilaha illallah in Arabic, La means no ilaha god although this is not the correct word however but we'll come to it illa except allah allah but we have to be careful this is not the correct meaning of it 
Ilaha in Arabic, by the way, is drifted from Alah, Ilah, Ma'luh. Ilah and Ma'luh, like you say, Kitab, Maktub, Firash, Mafrush. Now, some Arabs misunderstood this word and said, Ilah, Bima'na, Alah means the Khalik or the Creator. Then they fall in a big problem here. They understood La ilaha illallah means no true creator except Allah. Okay, this is fine. This is correct sentence. No true creator but Allah is correct sentence. No problem. That's true. But this is not the true meaning of La ilaha illallah actually. How do we know? Very simple. Because if you read the holy book of Allah, ta'ala, you will find that he said about the prophets of Quraysh and Arabs in that time, that they admit that no creator but Allah. In so many ayahs, one of them said, Allah SWT said, وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَيُقْلُنَّ اللَّهِ They have no problem in this case. They believe definitely that the creator is the center of this universe and everything is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we take it with this meaning, that no creator but Allah, then the, all of these prophets are Muslims. Abu Jahl is a Muslim, Abu Lahab is a Muslim. Because he admits that. But actually, the true meaning of it is none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. And that's what Abu Jahl understood. Because he was a pure Arabian, he, understand, he understood that la ilaha illallah means none has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why he rejected to say it. And you remember the story, maybe you heard it so many times, that when these leaders of Quraysh came to Abu Talib, the uncle of Muhammad and the protector of him that time, and they said that he made a lot of trouble to us. We want, he segregated Quraysh and he made uh, trouble among our uh, group or our tribe. Why did you call him and discuss with him? Just make a deal. So Abu Talib sent to Muhammad and to come and meet these people. And when he came وسلم, to and saw those people, the leaders of Quraysh, the enemies of Muhammad وسلم, enemies of Allah he asked them what do you want? So they made the question back to him. You, what do you want? You are the one who made all of these troubles among us. What do you want? He said, I want one word. If you say it, you will control Arabs and the non-Arabs also. One word. So Abu Jahl, he was a, a tough guy and a cook guy, you know, he said, text him. Not only one text him, just let's, let's get rid of this problem now. He said, say la ilaha illallah. Now, what we understand that Abu Jahl should say, and finish the case. No. Although Abu Jahl was a, a Fir'aun of this Ummah, still he is a pure Arabian, and he knows that La ilaha illallah means that he will leave every God. He is worshipping except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he rejected that and said this look. So they rejected and they made istikbar. They had arrogance to accept this La ilaha illallah. Because it means they will leave Allah, Al-Uzza, Huban, and the other stations they are worshipping, and they worship Allah only. They did not accept. So back to the case that we have to understand this word clearly. What does it mean? In order to work in our life, يعني, under la ilaha illallah clearly, to just convey with it, go with it. La ilaha illallah means none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. That's the first case of it. The second case of this chapter is, why to start with La ilaha illallah? 
Some people will say, why don't we, when we call people to Islam, whether they are Catholics or call Muslims back to Islam, why don't we talk to, to, to them, first of all, about some easy cases? Fazail Amal. Just talk about siwak, short soap, huh? Salat al-Jama'ah, Salat Fard, Salat Nafila. These things will make people come closer to us. No. Big no. Because this is not the way of the messengers. This is not the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa In this ayah we have in here, the first ayah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ يعني, Say ya Muhammad, قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةِ أنا ومن التبعين. If you read this ayah and try to understand piece by piece, word by word, you will find out so many strong cases that every Muslim must look at it clearly. Especially those people who are working in the side of da'wah. And every Muslim is a da'iyah. By the way, this is not the case of a job of a person or people who are taking money for it or salary for it. No. Da'wah is a job of every Muslim. Who said so? Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. You will see in Surah Al-Asr, Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala has told us that every human being is a loser. Loser. Except those people who have four conditions. الذين آمنوا أن إيمان faith does not come without knowledge. وعملوا الصالحات that practice of what we have learned and believed. تواصوا بالحق not to keep this good thing inside you and keep the others خليولي. No, this is not the case. Every Muslim is responsible also to care about his the others, even the kafirs. We have to do our best to bring them back to Islam, to bring them back to Allah, their Creator Subhanahu wa Taala. So, وتواصوا بالحق means they are helping each other and pushing each other to call people to Islam to حق, which is الحق. وتواصوا بالصبر after that, if they are calling, they will face troubles. Then they have to have patience and help each other in the patience, in patience for what they are facing. Look back to. The best person who ever practiced this. How did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam practice this ayah? قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةِ He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, first of all, if we see the ayah, قُلْ يعني say, oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي, this is my way. So we cannot do it except the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. هذه سبيلي means this is my way. So every Muslim cannot make da'wah except the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when we want to make da'wah, we cannot start with fazail a'mal as you call it. With siwak or short soap or this or that. But we start in the first place with la ilaha illallah. As he did sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As we will see in the hadith of Mu'ad sallallahu alayhi wa Ad'u إلى الله. I call people to Allah. Ah, to who? To Allah, not to myself. So a da'iyah must call people not for himself, but for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will call them to be servants of Allah. He will call them to be slaves of Allah. He will call them to worship Allah. Not to admire him. Not to listen to him. Not to give him applauding. Not to admire him. No. But actually he is calling them to Allah. So, Sabini, this is the way of Rasulullah. Only for Allah. So it's these two conditions back again. 
to the case of any good deed we are doing, it has to have these two conditions, only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. Ikhlas, mutaba'ah. That's it. So even in da'wah, which is another good worshipping to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it should be with these two conditions. His calling to Allah only the way of Rasulullah. That's it. He's not calling to himself. So he will be given a position or money or this or that. Or even admiration and so on. No. He's calling not to be honored. But he's calling to make people closer to their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's ikhlas only for Allah. And he's also calling the way of Rasulullah. Not by this tariqah, jishti, sahrabardi, naqshabandi, this, that, no. It's the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qul hadihi sabili. He does say sabil Abdul Qadir al-Jailani, or sabil this guy, or that guy, no. Sabili, sabil Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So a da'iyah should call only for Allah and also the way of Rasulullah. Ala basira. Calling for Allah, the way of Rasulullah, there's a third condition in here for da'wah. With enough knowledge. An ignorant can't call. What is he calling for? If he is working in da'wah, he will make trouble more than he will make good. So he has to have enough knowledge for da'wah. Enough knowledge in Islam, or actually three cases he has to have in order to be da'iyah. He must know Sharia, Quran and Sunnah. Enough to call people for. Especially if he know, and if he's talking about one case, he has to have enough of it. As Muhammad Hassan told in the hadith, بَلِّغُوا عَنِّي وَلَوْ آيَةٍ When we know one ayah, we should make tabliq for it. يعني we should convey to people, we should call people for it. One ayah even. But we should learn more. If I want to talk to people about Salah, I have to learn about Salah enough to call people for it, to explain to them. That's the first condition for da'wah. Second condition, to know the, the situation of the person who is called, or the people who are called. Do they understand the language, or do they not understand? Do, are, they, are they hard people or easy people? Are they Buddhists or Christians or Jew? Because each one of them has a, a, a different way. You cannot come to a Muslim who has already done most of Islam but he's having some trouble and you start with him from scratch. No. And you cannot come to a, a, a communist and start to talk to him about cigarettes or about Salah. Because he doesn't believe in Allah at all. So we have to know the situation or the position of the person himself or the people who they were going to, to call them for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are they? So we study their situation then we talk about that. About the Islam. We see this with the evidence of the hadith of Mu'adh, insha'Allah. The last one is to have wisdom. To be capable of dealing with people. How to make them accept this deen. Easily. He, he, he tried to... to يعني, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what did he do with the, the kafirin? He gave some of the kafirin 100 camels. Just to make them closer to Islam. Because he's an important guy, he's a leader of his people, so he gave him as a gift 100 camels. 100 camels now is like what? 100,000 years? No, but 1 million years. Also, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, dealt with a lot of people in a different way. 
everyone knew, and he, he was so angry with Umar al-Khattab and he talked to him harshly. But he does not talk harshly to the Kafirin. How is that? Does it mean that these Kafirin are better than Umar al-Khattab to Muhammad sallallahu It's actually the case that Muhammad sallallahu is take, using the wisdom to deal with the people. In the case of Da'wah. This is the first ayah. Then, after that, the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. That's why in your uh, book you have, he said, Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Should be changed to with them. Why? Because both of them are Sahabi. Abdullah and his father Al-Abbas, both of them are Sahabi. So you say, radiallahu anhuma in Arabic, or pleased with them in English. Because then I think there's no two in, in English. One or... Hadith ibn Abbas said, Rasulullah when he sent Mu'ad ibn Jabal, one of the best Sahaba, to Yemen, he told him, first thing, he told him, first of all, he told him, where is he going? So he told him that you are going to a people of a book. Why is he telling him this? So Mu'ad will be ready to face these people. These people are not ignorant. They have some kind of knowledge. They have some kind of culture. So you have, Ya Mu'ad, to be ready for these people. If they ask you questions or this, you have to be ready. Quran is enough for that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Book have told us about the Christians and what they believe, what they don't believe and so on. A smart guy, when he comes to the Christians, he will talk to them in a way not to make them self-defensive. If you come to a Christian and start to say, you people are bad, you are worshipping Isa and the cross, you are going to Jahannam. They will never listen to you. But if you come to them easy and start to talk about Islam, how good is Islam, and you explain that Islam does not insult Isa ibn Maryam, or insult Maryam, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No. In fact, in Quran, there is a complete surah called Surah Maryam. When you say this to a Christian, he will be amazed. And that happened so much in, in Jaliyat offices, actually. When they get to know that Al-Quran has a complete surah for, called Maryam, they are amazed because they have in their knowledge that Muslims are really hating Isa, they insult Isa alayhi salam, and they insult his mother and so on. So you know where to go, you know how to get into this guy or these people in order to accept Islam. Then you explain to them later on how this Islam is a monotheism and this and this, thing. then they can't get to it. So he said, you are going to a people of a book. And he told him how to start. He told him how to start. To start with what? Start with La ilaha illallah. فَلْيَكُنْ أَوَّلَ مَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ شَهَادَةُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Subhanallah. Not only this. He said, فَإِنْهُمْ أَجَابُوكَ لِذَلِكَ If they accept that, then you say, ah. There, are, there is a sequence. If they do not accept La ilaha illallah, don't talk to them about salah. Don't talk to them about anything else. First of all, you talk to them about La ilaha illallah. When they understand it, believe it, accept it, then talk to them about other things. But not before that. So it's a condition. It's a condition. 
First of all, talk to them about La ilaha illallah. Call them to La ilaha illallah. فَإِنْهُمْ أَجَابُوكَ لِذَلِكَ Oh, go to the next step, next step, next step. That reminds us of the seerat of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which you mentioned so many times about the case of da'wah. Since he was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, since Allah sent Jibreel to him when he was in the cave, he started sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to call people to la ilaha illallah. And for ten years, Salah was not implemented. Psalm was not implemented, of course, after that. Hajj, Kadalik, and Zakah also. It was only one case to be called for. La ilaha illallah. All these years, 10 years. Not only 10 years, but all the da'wah. But this is only for la ilaha illallah. Otherwise, after Salah, Salam, Hajj, Zakah, still la ilaha illallah is required. Still la ilaha illallah is mentioned. Still la ilaha illallah is called for. But in that time, especially the time of first 10 years of da'wah, Yani he was 40 years old until he became 50 years old. He was calling only for La ilaha illallah. Then he was, he went for Isra and Mi'raj. Then Salah was implemented in that time. Again to say, if he is telling Mu'al to do this to Yemen people, he is also did, has done it himself, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in Mecca. He continued calling people to La ilaha illallah, trying to convince them, explaining to them by the wahi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Holy Quran and the Sunnah, to explain to people what is meant by La ilaha illallah. Because he has to take care of foundation of the building of Islam into the, in this heart of the people. Dig first in the, in, 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 in the ground. Put your foundations in the ground, go up, up there, as we said before. First of all, we have to clean these hearts from every kind of polarism. Umar ibn Khattab told us once, he was talking to his, his people around him, he said, he was laughing, he said, يعني, in the time of Jahiliyyah, when we were kafirs that time, we used to make a status of date. We make dates, you know, we just make it like this, then we make a status, then we worship it. And when we get hungry, we eat it. And he was laughing, radiallahu anhu Now we have to clean these hearts from every kind of shirk. A person who wants to call Muslims who are going to the graves and ask them instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not supposed to go and call them for salah and salam and hajj zakah, no. First of all, he has to clean their hearts from this polytheism they have. First of all, he has to implement or put la ilaha illallah into their heart so they will worship only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he will talk about salah and correcting salah and salam and correcting salam and so on. Not before that. That's the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's the way he did it. That's the way he taught his Sahaba to do, like the case of Mu'adhan here, radiallahu anhu arba. Adaiyah in our time now must really think of this and clear it out to himself first of all and the others. We're not supposed to talk about Fazail A'mal now before we talk to about Tawheed first of all. Otherwise, we'll not be in the Sabil of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah told him to do. Qul hadihi Sabili ad'u ila Allah. So we have to have, have full يعني, intention or attention to the case of La ilaha illallah among people. Because, because this is the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the sabil of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the book we have, 
I think they misunderstand the case of in, uh, when he said, and in another version of this tradition, it is said. This is not another, another hadith. It is continuing the hadith, but they have one sentence which is added in here from other hadith. Yani now hadith from Ibn Abbas starting and ending up to the case of uh, Al-Bukhari and so on. This is one hadith. But what is inserted in here to single out. This is only one sentence which is in Arabic in here. وفي رواية. Okay. He gives إلى أن يوحد الله. إلى شهادة أن لا إله الله. وفي رواية إلى أن يوحد الله. This is just one sentence added. That's it. But the hadith is one. But the book you have it shows like it's two hadith. No, it's one hadith. He said فإنهم أطاعوك لذلك. If they accept that, فأعلمهم أن الله ترضى عليهم خمس صلوات. Then you talk about salah. Then you talk about Psalm, uh, then you talk about Hajj, then you talk about Zakah. That's after they accept La ilaha illallah and understand it. Of course, this hadith is in Al Bukhari and Muslim as you can see. Also, Al Bukhari and Muslim, both of them, narrated in the way of Sahl ibn Sa'd, Sahl ibn Sa'd radiallahu anhu, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was in the area of Khaybar, he was going to fight Jew, Yahud, in Khaybar after they had done to him, وسلم, as you remember, so many troubles, especially when they helped the people, the other Jew in Medina, Bani Nadir, Bani Qaynuqa', Bani Qurayza, to, to fight Muhammad وسلم, and make trouble to him. Then he decided وسلم, to take care of these people and kick them out of Khaybar or stop their troubles to Muslims. So he went to make jihad against them. This hadith took place in that area. So Muhammad is telling his Sahaba that he will do, and tomorrow he will give the flag of, of, of war, of jihad, to someone who loves Allah wa ta'ala, and Allah loves him. Oh, that's a big, big position. This high position, high rank. So all Sahaba wanted to have this. Umar ibn Khattab said in other riwayah, he said that I came early morning, the next day, trying to have this flag. So Muhammad sallam asked, where is Ali ibn Abi Talib? So they said, Ya Rasulullah, he is sick, and he cannot see. His eyes are and having a, a strong sickness in his eye, or disease in his eyes, he cannot see. And so he called him, they brought Ali ibn Abi Talib, driving him or dragging him by his hand. His eyes were covered. So Muhammad sallallahu spit in his eyes and they became like they had no trouble. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is not the case. But the case that Ali ibn Abi Talib took the flag by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He gave him the flag and he told him, ah, here is the case now. He told him to go to this Jew and call them to Islam. Call them to la ilaha illallah. So it's the place. Because, and he told him why, of course, he said, if one of them accepts Islam, it's better for to you than lots of these red camels. Red camels were the best camels in, in Arabian time, that, that time, Arabian Peninsula, that time. Red camels. Yeah, better than the white ones, better than the black ones. They were so, so expensive. So he said, it's better for you than these camels if one of them accepts Islam. From this hadith, and the other hadith, we mentioned the hadith of Abbas, the Mu'ad hadith, we understand clearly that 
every mu'min should really first of all understand this, this, this important word, La ilaha illallah. Just to remind you, La ilaha illallah has eight conditions to be accepted, but let's make it short. And we say there are three conditions, if every, any Muslim gets these conditions, with La ilaha illallah, then he is going to be benefited from La ilaha illallah. Otherwise, La ilaha illallah will not be beneficial for him. What are these conditions? To know its meaning, this first condition, which is what? None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. To practice it, because theories will not do us anything. To avoid its contradiction. Because la ilaha illallah, there are a lot of contradictions, contradictions breaking la ilaha illallah. Like what? Polytheism? Yes. Like what? Magic? Like what? Mocking to the religion, mocking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or to Quran or Sunnah, helping the Catholic against Muslims, and so on. So we have to know what is the true meaning of la ilaha illallah. We have to know the incorrect meaning of la ilaha illallah so we will be capable of calling our Muslim brothers who misunderstand the meaning of la ilaha illallah. We'll give them why it is not incorrect. Why is it not correct? Because when you come to them and say, you need to know that they say, well, no, no, no true creator but Allah. How are you going to explain to him? Unless you know that this is the incorrect meaning because such and such and such. Then to practice it in life. If you meet a guy who has studied computer for years and years, but he's not having a computer at his desk. He's not doing anything. He's not doing any benefit of this. Or a guy who studied medicine for years and years and he's not practicing medicine. What's the use of this? No use. So when we know the true meaning of la ilaha illallah, then we practice it in our life by worshipping none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No way to give one single case to anybody else but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like what about taking barakah from this grace or that? No, 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 no. Wait a second. This is a big problem. This is part of worshipping. We are not going to give it to anybody else except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so on. When we understand it and practice it, then we have to be careful for whatever going to break or nullify or make Laila Allah fruitless or void it. Like polytheism, like mocking to the religion, making fun of the religion, helping Catherine against Muslimin, uh, magic and so on. And it's enough for us to remember. We discussed the case of the Convention of Islam before, as you remember. But just to show you one of the most dangerous ones of these contradictions to remind you of this ayah which is descended to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for these three guys who were with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They say, Muhammad Rasulullah and they pray with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they were sahaba. But they made a mistake that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not accept from them. They made fun of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and of sahaba. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself personally descended the Quran to tell that these people are kafirs. Kafirs out of Islam, khalas. He is the one subhanahu wa ta'ala judge these people and say they are kafirs. وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ لَيَقُلُنَّ إِنَّمَا كُنَّا نَخُوضُ وَنَلْعَبُ قُلْ أَبِ اللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَهْزِئُونَ لَا تَعْتَذِرُوا قَدْ كَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ will be beneficial for the person who says it if he know the meaning, practice it, 
and avoid what is going to nullify it. But just to say it by the tongue, some Muslims now, you can see a lot of Muslims now all around the world, when you ask them what are you, say I'm Muslim. I say that I Muhammad Rasulullah. Do you obey the ilaha Allah, Muhammad Rasulullah? Do you practice in your life? Do you avoid what contradicts the ilaha Allah, what nullifies the ilaha Allah? He is working in the army of the Kafirin to kill Muslims. You brothers are mostly from India. What? Just imagine if a person, one Muslim, he is working in the Indian army killing Muslims in Kojarat or Assam or other places. What do you call him? Allah, he nullifies the ilaha Allah. So even if he says in the morning and the evening, ten times, no, no use. Because he nullified la ilaha illallah. So la ilaha is very sensitive like your eyes. Or more sensitive than the eyes. We have to take care of it. Follow it. Save it from anything could really, I mean, scratch it or affect it. That's why we have to know the meaning of la ilaha illallah. We have to practice and we have to learn what contradicts la ilaha illallah so we will avoid it. And there are ten major contradictions we have discussed in this masjid in the last book we have discussed. Alhamdulillah. That's almost what is going to be said about this uh, chapter, Alhamdulillah. Although it is uh, a very important chapter, but inshallah next chapter will be also following this chapter to give more explanation about it. If you have any questions in the topic, please, in the topic in the beginning, I will hear from you. Otherwise, if you have any other questions out the topic, we'll listen to it after we finish the book, inshallah. Yanin Tawheed. No questions? We'll close the topic. Please turn this off and can hear if they have any questions outside of the topic.